When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Shop in-store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Tuesday, the 8th of Feb. And, well, great to have you on the show and on the team. Emma, good morning to you and good morning to everyone out there that is listening. Hope you've had a good, long weekend. Me and Baz surely did, and Louie. He had a nice, long weekend. But we're back. We're back on the tools and we're about to rip into some sport because there's been lots and lots happening, particularly in the Winter Olympics. Looking forward to chatting about that. Our golden girl, and well, overnight it was a tough, tough night for the Kiwi Winter Olympics team. But we'll break that down on, uh, break it on down throughout the show. Looking forward to ripping into that. Today we have, we're going to start at our 7am hour with a smackdown as Skip Baz McCullum caught up with WWE wrestling champion and superstar Bobby Lashley. Can't wait. If you, if you follow Baz on Instagram, he actually did a post about Bobby Lashley. And that just shows how passionate and excited he was to chat to, to the WWE superstar Bobby Lashley. So looking forward to sharing that little interview with you just after 7 o'clock. And then 7.40, we're keen to talk some Justin Langer and the current current state of the Cricket Australia. It is an absolute shambles, I am sure. There is people coming out in support of Justin Langer and players are coming out against them. So looking forward to diving into that. And 7.40, I want to hear from you at home about the current state of, of Cricket Australia not just now, but as of late. As of late. There has been many amenable scandals over the past few years. As of late, Tim Payne, and then you got Darren Lehman and and, uh, and Steve Smith with the Sandpaper Gate. Um, there's just been many, many things that's going on over in Australia. Their premier team, one of the top sports, uh, played in Australia. And, well, every year there just seems to be something going on. So looking forward to delving into that about 7.40ish. And then just after 8 o'clock, the White Ferns are currently in Queenstown with the Super Rugby side. It is the mecca of sport locations in New Zealand as as the White Ferns prepare for their series against India. And we'll chat to one of the champs, one of the funny girls of the team, K-12 
Katie Martin. Looking forward to chatting to her just after 8 o'clock about their preparations heading into that series against India. T20 ODIs preparing for the big one, the World Cup, later on in the year. So looking forward to chatting to Katie Martin. And then 8.40ish, we're going to lead, leading up to the fight. The big weekend of fighting. If you're a UFC fan, stand up because Arasanya Wirka 2 is about to commence on Sunday afternoon. Barbecues galore. You'll be booking it on the TV. You'll be ripping into a few cold ones. Preparing. I'm up and about. I can't wait to watch this fight. It is going to be an absolute doozy. Whitaker has been fighting very well of late. And he's up against our own champion, Izzy Arasanya. So looking forward to, to that on Sunday. But this week, we're going to do a quiz. A quiz every day. A UFC quiz. A quiz for you at home to give us a call on 0800-150-811 at about 8.40 this morning. We want two callers, and one of you callers will go off Baz, and one of you callers will go off me, and we'll pair up. We'll pair up, and we'll go off against each other, and the winner will get a $50 Musashi prize pack, courtesy of the team at Musashi. So 8.40-ish, we're going to have a two quizzes today. We're going to have a UFC quiz, and, well, <laughs> just a the same old one, Quizzy Dag, at about 6.40ish. So stay tuned throughout the morning. We want to give some things away to you all at home. But like always, give us a text on the text line, double eight double three, or give us a call on the Kennard's High phone line throughout the morning. We'd love to hear from you. 0800-150-811. Well, I think, uh, I think Baz is um, currently still in the mount, um, but it's okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll get to him very, very shortly, but I want to cross over to... <laughs> Louis Herman, what? He's up and about. He's had a busy old weekend. He was uh, at a wedding and at a at a at a uh, at the pub trying to win on the punt, but from <laughs> absolute hiding. And we was trying to find <laughs> Alan, Alan from Fakatani, but we can't find Alan from Fakatani. Alan, if you're still out there, give us a text double eight double three. I want to hear from you. But Louis tried to hunt you down, but he couldn't find you. We'll yeah. go over to Louis. How are you, Louis? Yeah, good. Is actually you're right. I went to Fakatane to find Al. And um, I just happened to come across a wedding while I was there, and I didn't find Al. I might have found Alan's brother at the t- TAB South Terminal um, at the, the local TAB there. At, at the guy couldn't quite work out how to scan his code, so I was struggling. he was struggling with that. I tried to give him a help. Um, yeah, met the locals of Whakatane. Good to be back in the provinces, right. is he? Yeah, I've seen your posts on that, mate. Provinces, like, what was that little post? Uh, two two pints for five bucks or something like that you've seen? A little jug for like $13, a handle for seven bucks, and then a, a, a vodka oh, and blue V, a big adver- advertisement in the <laughs> in the, the oh, bathroom. What? <laughs> you know blue that? V? I don't oh, know, Lee. mate. Very <laughs> provincial, very regional, but that's all right. It was good to be down there. Jeez, I don't know about... Um, the 03, but man, the weather was terrible this weekend up in the middle yeah. part of the North Island. Yeah, it was bad. It was very, very bad down in Christchurch. That was me all weekend. I was on the couch just watching TV. I was actually, you would have been busy, uh, you know, spending some good quality time with your partner. Mm. You've been busy, mate, I must admit. You've been busy. You've been holding the fort down for a very long time. So I'm sure that weekend away with Shannon would have been, um, you know, would have been great for you both. Um, but for me, I was. Just, yeah, I was watching a lot of Winter Olympics, mate. I was watching oh, TV good. and just ripping into Winter Olympics. Ripping into, into honestly, curling, mate. How good is it? How good oh. is it? 
was a it was a game, eh? It's like just slowly, like just the, the way that they're able to like kill those. Buddy, what are they? What do you call those little things that they kill down there? Anyway, kill it down there, and then the teamwork. They're talking to each other, and they're brooming it and brushing it all down, slowing it down, and then the other team jumps in to try and speed it up. And man, I was absolutely hooked on it, eh? I was loving that. So watching a bit of that, and then um, yesterday I was watching a downhill ski, and these skiers, mate. These skiers are going down this hill, this mountain, at 130 clicks. 130 clicks. And I saw this one guy, mate, I think he broke his arm because he hit the hit the barrier at about 130 clicks and oh it was, wasn't nice. But the way that they're able to put their bodies when they're going down these mountains, their knees, their ankles, the strength that, or, or the strength that these guys' legs will have to be at to be able to endure all that. Oh, mate, I just I got so so much admiration for it. So I was really uh, enjoying it. And then the Golden Girl, mate, the Golden Girl, um, Zoe Sadowski's in it. Well, how good was she? Like just after a second run, mate. Like knowing that she needed something big, something big to get that gold medal. I was thinking, man, this is gonna really test her. Like she's only twenty years of age, mm. young, mm. and she, just seeing her face before that last run. She was just sitting there with her coach. She was just so motivated. So she was just intense. She was determined and she was standing there and then she just gave her um, coach the awkward COVID elbow and then she just started her way down that mountain and, and, and what a run. What a run. For her to be able to do that, mate, just, it's just incredible. The so pre- much admiration for her. So, so you're right. The way she blocked out the pressure and I, I um, mm. heard her post-game, I've seen every media interview, I just think she's the best. I think she is so mm. cool and I've watched every interview and what she said was, well, I knew that if I did my run, I could win mm. and no one could do it. You know, like she's like, all I had to do was go and do it. She just simplified it. She's like, I knew I could do it. So all I had to do was stand at the top and do it. And she just took, yeah. stripped everything out of it and just did it. And, um, you know, we love mm. doers around here, Izzy. I've been loving it as well. You're right. The slalom is just insane. The curling, yeah. the way they scratch the ice and can pretty much get it to like bowling leg spin, the way they can get those kettles to rip and turn and then last night watching Ben Barclay and Finn Billis they both mm. just missed out on the um they just missed out on the finals I think they I think Ben Barclay finished um somewhere just out of the 12 Finn Billis just behind him but the big year and these guys so they're sending it over this one jump right and then they land down the bottom and then the camera comes close up to them and they kind of get, get like a little bit of time if they want to say something like, what up, Wanaka? Mm. Or like, you know, hey, mum, hey, dad. And it was making me think, like, what would you be saying, Izzy, if you were down there? Would you be singing the Quizzy Dag <laughs> theme song? Or? <laughs> what would I be saying? Obviously, I'll just be um, just thanking the Lord for getting me down there safely, mate. Because, wow, we, some of those things, those maneuvers that these athletes do, it's just mind boggling, man. I was watching someone yesterday doing that downhill jump. And they're landing backwards, landing backwards, mate, and skiing down this mountain backwards. I just, yeah. I'll just be praying, bud. I'll be praying and saying thank you, Lord, for getting me down here very, very safely. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've got a lot of admiration for these athletes, mate. Because you, you know that, like you, you've been skiing. That you've snow, been skiing that snow is not soft. That snow is not I soft. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's not soft, mate. And these people are running, got skiing down there and falling off at 120 clicks. And then you see this guy um, in a replay or someone, you know, when they're just doing a little shot or someone, and he's got a full noise spade, and he's like, 
and it's just ice. It's just like, oh wow, so that ain't that ain't soft. Well, no way. The, you know, I actually, I, I think um, the ice, so, you know, we, it's great that the Winter Olympics are going on, although I did see this pretty horrific story about how much water was used to create all the snow for this, and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much could have, like, sustained Africa for a few years, um, <laughs> but, you know, good on, good on the IOC. And, Especially that shot, eh, the shot of... Um, when they're doing the uh, downhill ski, and there's nothing. And then there's that big, <laughs> magnificent um, building that, or that the big ramp that they've yes. just created, and it's got all the snow on it. And then out the back, there's like three nuclear plants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. I'm trying not, not trying to laugh in, in case the spies listening, but um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. And so the, the snow, it's a hundred percent fake, which is the first time yeah. like, the, the Winter Olympics, and so. Alice Robinson, um, unfortunately, she and her um, mm. favourite discipline yesterday, she just didn't quite get it right. And I know that they were saying that her equipment with the snow, they just couldn't quite get her happy and healthy. And it just, it was hard. And it's not the same as being up there in um, Europe and just on that kind of our natural snow. So there's lots of different, yeah. lots of different reasons um, at why this is a unique games. But you're right, we we love a gold medal more than anything, and Zoe Sadowski mm. it just is so lovable. What a weekend! What a weekend, bud! What a weekend! And look, there's another te- there's text coming from our good mate um, Marky. He wants to, we're going to talk about this a wee bit, just with all the cancelled race meetings. There's another couple cancelled on the weekend. Louis, and I know he runs up and about, and we've spoken about it before, but it's happened again. And uh, yeah. look, I don't really know, but but are these avoidable? Are these avoidable? These cancellations. Obviously, we can't control the weather, and the weather has been nasty around the whole entire country as of late. There's been hundreds and hundreds of mils of rain that has fallen from the skies, but surely, can it be avoidable? Yeah, of course it can. Um, thanks yeah. for texting, Mark. Morning, boys. Just a question why there's so many race meetings cancelled and postponed nowadays. Look back to five, ten years, maybe you get one a year in the North Island. Definitely mm. has more than the South because of the track managers aren't as good. Your thoughts, Mark? Um, yeah, it's, look, it's avoidable, is he? But what, mm. what, what's important to remember here is that when that Trentham abandonment happened on the group one day, and it was just, it was terrible. It's, that was awful. Yeah. They did commission, and they are right now undergoing changes at New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing. I know that. Mm. They are, they've got a bunch of what you'd call KPIs or actions that they are working to deliver by the end of this month, end of March, end of June, May. They've got a bunch of goals they've set themselves. So... I'm probably, and this punters might not like to hear this, but I'm probably a bit more generous with my time at the moment because I know they're working on it and I think we can yell and be angry and angry, but like they can't fix it and they'd never told us it was going to be fixed by 8th or 7th of February. But at the same time, it's not good enough to have a Saturday track, a Saturday meet um, at Taranaki cancelled, then the one at Tauranga cancelled. It is avoidable. The infrastructure obviously mm. needs to be upgraded, or we need to really have a deep and long, hard think about where we want to be racing on Saturday because it doesn't happen to your premier meets. It was good that there was uh, uh, racing at Wingatui. I'm probably willing just to give them a little bit more time because they never told us, as, again, they never told us it was going to be perfect and fixed by now, and at least they are aware of the issues. But it's not good enough, Mark, and 
Um, it is avoidable. So I'm probably just kind of idling mm-hmm. along at the moment, hoping for change very, very shortly. And then if it doesn't come, then we'll line them up and we'll hammer them. But until then, I'm happy to give them a shot. And you can go to New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing website, search Love Racing Trentham Abandonment. And online, you'll find an article where it says all of the things they want to change and when they're going to change it by. Then go have a look and then come back and we can kind of go through those in the coming months. Mm, beautiful. No, love, love your little thoughts here, Louis. That's why I threw it straight to you because I know you'll be all over that, mate. So cheers for that wee answer. I hope that answers your question there, Mark. Keep those texts coming through. Uh, we've got another one here. Morena Lads, huge effort by Zoe. Still floors me that it took until 1992 before the entire Southern Hemisphere could win a medal at the Winter Olympics. Great Six Nations win for Scotland too, is he? Cheers, that is from our friend of the show, Tim, the teacher. Yeah, great win from Scotland over England. Honestly, didn't pick it. Didn't pick it. I thought England had uh, turned the corner, but no, Scotland have had the wool over them as of late and... Uh, Got another win for the Scots, and it's great to see them getting up and about. Everyone, we love anyone beating England, let's be honest. We love anyone giving England a go. And, well, Ireland has absolutely trounced Wales in the other match, and then France too good for Italy in the end. But, um, yeah, great to see Scotland. Keep those texts coming in throughout the morning. We're going to try and get Baz back on the show. We've just got a few things we've got to get sorted, and then we'll get him back and about. But, Louis, till then, you're on, mate. You are on. We'll be back shortly to talk a bit more Winter Olympics. It's well and alive, and it's truly kicking. Hopefully we get some more medals on the medal table for the Kiwis. We'll be back shortly. You'll listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Breakfast on ECNZ. Yeah, good morning. you listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It's 25 minutes past six here on Baz and Izzy. For breakfast, if you're just tuning in, we've got a good good show for you. We've got lots of sports to talk about, a lot of winter, lots of winter Olympics. But right now, we're going to cross over to Matamata because our Baz, the Skip McCallum, he is back. And it's great to see him and we can potentially hear him. Good morning, Baz. Good morning, my brother. Good morning. Apologies <laughs> for that. I think the kitchen was just, uh, just a little closed this morning, my friend. Tuesday must have snuck up on everyone, <laughs> unfortunately, but... Thanks for doing the mahi while we're trying to get things sorted and behind the scenes, my friend. It's nice to be back with you. So I actually he- I couldn't hear any of uh, of what you were saying, but um, from what uh, following the, the text group, it sounds like um, sounds like you were chatting a little bit of the Winter Olympics. Is mm. yeah, chatting a lot of the Winter Olympics, mate. Just uh, just been up and about. I was talking about it on the weekend. I was watching lots lots of the curling and lots of curling. Um, uh, it was it's a great sport and I was really enjoying it and watching that and then the downhill slalom and the, those athletes they go 130 clicks down the hill mate down the hill and I was watching one yesterday he crashed and went into the barrier so risky they put their bodies online but just been really enjoying the Winter Olympics mate and and just getting really involved with it. and then obviously our our golden girls Zoe Sadowski in it. Um, her getting their win and uh, been up and about mate so really enjoyed it have you been watching a wee bit of it. Oh, not a lot to be honest, mate. Um, I was over. Uh, I was actually over at the beach um, this weekend, so I was. Uh, yeah, didn't tend to have the TV on. We were just uh, playing golf and um, trying to enjoy our, our long weekend um, for yes. Waitangi weekend. So yeah, it was good actually. Just uh, we went over to Salance and Bridgetown Sullivan. They got a house over in um, the Mount Monganui, so we went over there and uh, we have a golf tournament 
once or twice a year where it's Lance and myself onto uh, Andrew Seabrook from New Zealand Bloodstock and Graham Richardson, the horse mm. trainer, who's also my neighbour, and, uh, and all of our respective wives. And, and it's good fun. And this, this time, mate, Lance and I, you know, we were just, we were too big, too strong. Well, not really too big. Both of us are, are not necessarily vertically blessed. But we were we were just too strong. Too strong in the, yeah. on the links there at uh, at Mount Monganui and also to, uh, Tauranga as well, which is a lovely course. So uh, there's one thing about that course I don't quite get, mate. So it's a mm-hmm. beautiful golf course. I'm not sure if you've played it, but it, it sort of, it surrounds the, the horse racing track there. And there's yeah. actually a hole. There's a par five where you have to hit over the course proper, which to me is just, oh. it doesn't make any sense. You know, like, <laughs> so uh, horse racing tracks, they tend to leave their grass reasonably long, right? So the grass would be, mm. I don't know, maybe six six inches long. And so if you're hitting over the racetrack, all right, golf balls are only little. There's every chance that golf balls can actually end up on the racetrack. So I, I found that quite fascinating. That, so we're playing, it was actually the meeting which was cancelled as well. The, the Tauranga um, race meeting was cancelled that uh. day. But we were meant to, we were playing golf that exact time. And I was like, this is bizarre. How, how is this even allowed? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't imagine 550 kilo horses standing on golf balls end up that well. You know, so I was a bit mm. amused by that. But it was a lovely, lovely uh, golf course, beautiful condition. Um, and I've, I've really looked after it and, and that was really cool. So I haven't watched too much of the Winter Olympics, mate. But, mate, um, but I, I want to ask you. Nonetheless. I need to ask you, I'm, I'm sure there's many a blokes at the home are uh, thinking the same. I was probably thinking the same, Baz, because you played six rounds last week, six rounds straight. Six rounds straight. Can, can you... A lot of husbands at home want to know, how do you do that? Like, what... What do you have to do? What are you doing behind the scenes to be able to be allowed to play six rounds straight, please? Can you maybe enlighten oh, me and many husbands? No <laughs> <laughs> Can you please? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, just putting in the putting in the work. Empty the dishwasher. Like, obviously, we yeah, occasionally, occasionally. Yeah. I'm I'm okay at empty it apparently, but my packing skills are not great. This reckons. So. Oh, same mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, there was there was a few circumstances involved in that too, you know, a few a few organised um, golf events. Uh, yeah, for about five years as I went off golf, um, but the bug, I'm back. I am well and truly back, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. We've got some golf game coming up, you and I as well. And I know we missed our first sort of twenty minutes where we shoot the breeze over what happened over the weekend, so we're going to have to get back to that shortly. But uh, for now, we're going to have to cruise off to the news with. Emma, for and the news are with Kubota. So looking forward to hearing from Emma. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SENZ, it is 6.30 this morning, or 26 away from 7 to be precise. If you're on your way to work... Post White Tangy Day Blues. Good to have you in SENZ. Stay with us. Massive show, including Bobby Lashley. Oh, Baz has worked overtime. He's time sheeted for this one, and it is a ripping interview. 
up after seven o'clock. Right now, thoroughbred owners share the thrill of ownership with your mates. Enter at loveracing.nz slash share the thrill for your chance to win a 10% share in a racehorse. T's and C's apply. Um, yeah, I guess over the weekend, and we addressed this in the start as well, the shame that was New Plymouth being binned and then Tauranga on Sunday as well. It's not good enough, as we said. They are working on it, and there are it is avoidable. Um, infrastructure needs to progress. Resource needs to strengthen and grow, or you need to stop racing so many far and wide destinations and just race in centralised places and use the Cambridge Synthetic more often. So there are a couple of very quick-fire solutions. It would probably be remiss of me, Baz, not to ask you, though, because you were with oh, some very, very intelligent racing brains over the weekend. Firstly, your Tauranga situation hitting the... Wasn't it absolutely... I was in the mount on Sunday. It was pissing down. Were you, did you have golf carts? Were we out there under umbrellas? Like, were you not just getting soaked? Yeah, a little bit of both. But, you know, when you're, uh, when you're playing for such a prestigious award as uh, we were, you just drop the shoulder and carry on, don't you? You don't, Deal with you don't it. bemoan the conditions which you have to play and you just get on with it. Nice. And, you know... The, we got we got the chocolates and and that was uh, was worthwhile. But I, I'll tell you something, Louis. I'll tell you something. We turned up at the golf course at ten o'clock. It was raining, and at by that stage, keeping in mind the first race is what time? Twelve forty-five. Yeah, about that. By that time, many of the people who operate around the Waikato Bay of Plenty region are horse trainers. They wouldn't have loaded their horses onto the float as yet. I can tell you right at that moment in time that every single person who was involved, who is, who was with us as in that golf group, who was involved in racing, all said, "There's no way this meeting's going to go ahead." And then it took them three hours from that point to make a decision. By that stage, everyone had loaded their horses onto the float, the majestic horse trucks. They had they had made their way to hold on a race course in their droves. All the people on the course, all the sandwiches, all the catering, all the staff, all Everything had made their way there. And then at the final moment, just when everyone's hoping that racing might go ahead, it gets canned. So who loses out there? I'll tell you who does it. It's the owners, the very people who need, who are needed in this industry. It's an absolute disgrace. I'm sorry, Louis. I, I, we, we just cop it. This is the thing that frustrates me. We've had Bernard, Bernard Saundry on this show as well at times. And, and he's, admittedly, to his credit, he has fronted. But he's fronted and really there's no... There's nothing that's done. Like every time, the same mistake gets happened. Other same mistakes happen. Why? Why wouldn't we just just load that track with water leading into it when the weather was forecast the way it was? And if you if you want to scratch your horse, you can scratch your horse. But at least run a meeting where you've got heavy track conditions where a lot of New Zealand bred horses are are actually crying out for heavy tracks as well. So I found it pretty embarrassing to be honest, and I just feel sorry for all those owners who, in about three weeks' time, they'll probably get a bill from their trainers, and it's not the trainer's fault. They'll get a bill from their trainers for uh, travel, um, well, all the training costs which are involved. Now there's going to be a backlog of meetings as well where horses are going to not going to be able to qualify. A lot of those horses, that was going to be their moment. As as one, one person said to me, I think it was David Ellis said to me actually, he said, you try and keep your company yourself in the best company and you keep your horses in the worst. And what that means is you're constantly looking at race meetings to try and plan where you can get 
a soft win for your horse where you can run run your horses against the worst horses possible so that you can you can keep moving your horse through the grades and that was a meeting where there was many opportunities for many horses and it's been passed up so yeah I, I was I was filthy and I wasn't even involved in the meeting. So let alone if you're in the industry and you have a horse that was there that day and you're going to cop a big bill in a few months. So hopefully that answers your question, Louis. Yeah, no, it does. And, and the, look, the worst one, it, what's worse than the Tauranga meeting is the new Plymouth meeting because it's a premier Saturday meeting with three group races and they all have to be rescheduled mm. and that's a, it's not good enough because you can, you know, if, if it was once every five years a Sunday meeting was being rained out, you'd probably wear it on the chin. But it's the Captain Cook Stakes Day, the Taranaki Cup Day compiled with this, mm. and then your Harwaters, and yeah, this happened at New Plymouth a few weeks ago. It's the, it's the build up. But as I said, we, look, they are these actions that they are trying to tick off, and we're gonna we'll keep holding Bruce Sherrick and Bernard Saundry accountable, and we'll keep getting them on every month, and we'll see where they're at. And um, if change doesn't happen, well, I tell you what's going to happen. That they're not going to. You keep saying you want, you know, owners involved in the game, but we'll, you know, foot traffic is what will speak eventually, won't it, Baz? And if people aren't getting involved in the game, then you'll know why. So, loveracing.nz. It's a bit of a it's, look. It's, it's unfortunate. We, it's just the reality. They're great partners. New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing. I think they do a good job, but it was a reality over the weekend that there are lots of people punters upset today. So that's kind of what we've got to talk about. Mm. That's right, and we expect more from our track managers and that as well. To be honest, curators, if you're a if you're a, a, a groundsman at a cricket ground and you constantly prepare um, pitches which are unsuitable, then then you feel the wrath of that, and that that should be the same for our our, our uh, racecourse curators as well. So it's just disappointing. The other thing is, which is is really frustrating, is now a lot of those horses, mate, they're either going to have to be tipped out for a spell mm. because you know they're, mm. they're not going to they were trained to prepare for that meeting or they're going to run in now a backlog of meetings which will be stacked up and there'll be big fields and there'll be a lot of slow horses yep. in them and they'll the draw might be different the the situation may unfold differently so that's going to be a little bit frustrating as well but look it, it, something's got to be done about it because it's it's not a good look having four race meetings called off across um the weekend maybe the maybe our friends at the tab could have opened a book on that we could have all had a punt on whether we would actually have a race <laughs> meeting in the weekend. That would have been a good one. We could have got decent odds. Anyway, it's 6.41 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're going to come back with something a bit lighter. Something a bit come lighter. On. Izzy, you're battling my grain, oh. but you're pushing through, my friend. And you've got <laughs> one of the favourite parts of the show. It's Quizzy Dag. Yeah, so if you want to take on the Ismaster, you can win yourself a $50 bonus bet with our friends at the TAB. Give us a call. 0800 150 <laughs> Quarter to seven in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Give us a call on the Kennards High phone line 0800 150 Oh, it's that time of the morning, isn't it? Eh? A little bit of quizzy dag. Quizzy dag brought to us by Ashley Martin. Not happy with your hair loss. Make today your turning point and search Ashley Martin online. Here is quizzy dag. Win yourself $50 bonus bet. Can you be? It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like a skipper bass. Louis, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800 
Yes, good morning. It's time for Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. It's your chance to win $50. 50 big ones. Courtesy of the team at TAB. Here we go. You're up first, Jade from Hamilton. Morning, bro. Hey, morning, brother. Yeah, brother. Here we go. Question number one. I will rip straight into it. Justin Herbert won the offensive MVP honours at the NBL, M- NFL Pro Bowl yesterday. Which team does he play for? Does he play for Kansas City Chiefs? No. No. Not the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry, brother. Have a good day. We're going to go to Tim. Tim in Christchurch. Morning, Tim. How are you, Will? Good, Timmy. Good, Timmy. We'll rip straight into it, brother. Justin Herbert won the offensive offensive MVP honours at NFL Pro Bowl yesterday. Which team does he play for? Um, the Chargers. He does. He is a part of the Chargers. Well done. Question number two. A quarter of the field crashed out in the first run of which event at the Winter Olympics yesterday? Um, was it speed skating? No. Wasn't speed skating. Sorry, Tim. Have a good day, brother. We're going to go to Carl. Morning, Carl. Morning. Morning I have morning. no idea. Here we go. Have a guess. Five. Is that when they, Four. all the snowboarders go down and down and they just go as the jumps and stuff? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> You, you want to phone a friend? You want to phone a friend? Yeah. Yeah, I'll call Bazza. Bazza, Bazza. Bazza, Bazza. That's my phone ringing me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it rhymes with um, Hyant Marlum. Giant <laughs> Salem? Oh, well, yeah. I can't believe you got that one. <laughs> no, neither do I, actually. Oh. <laughs> wow, wee. Oh, Giant slalom. That is a hell yeah. of a rhyme, man. Wow, wee. Yeah, Question no, number four. That's you. You're on your own now. That's you. Okay. Who will Let's the go. White Ferns play? Who will the White Ferns play in Queenstown tomorrow? Oh. Five. Four. Three. India. Two. You're driving, so I'm trusting you, not not Googling. So here we go. Question number four. (laughs) The point guard, Chris Paul, plays for which NBA team? Five. Four. Five. Four. Um, 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 Oh, shit. I'm going to blow this. Hate American sports. I know it. Boston. No, no, no. no. Sorry, Carl, man. Have a good day, brother. Hey, you guys too, eh? <laughs> yeah, we'll see here, brother. Brother. We're going to go to Brenton in Auckland. How are you, brother? Hey, brother. Point How guard, Chris Paul. I'm good, I'm good, Brenton. You're up, man. Question number four. Good. Point guard, God. Yeah, Chris Paul plays for which NBA team? That's uh, Phoenix Sun. Phoenix Suns, you are correct. Question number five, mate, to win it, probably for your 10th time, Brenton. You're always timing this quiz to perfection. How many E's are in very elegant? 
How many E's are in Very Ooh. Elegant's name? One, two, um, three, three, four, four, four. I think five. Four. How much? Is it four? Four. 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 <laughs> you can't have brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to well done, Brenton, brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is two E's in elegance. Good so well done, Brenton. Thanks, man. Hey, Baz, I know about uh, that, that hole at uh, Tauranga. I've hit the ball into, into that uh, race course plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough hole, eh? Like, you've, you've really got to take yeah. the corner on as well. But I hope someone's going around picking up golf balls before they run a race meeting Race meeting on it. Uh, oh, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how they... Because surely you can't find those in there. You can't even see the ball in that long grass. Nah, exactly. Oh, well, it doesn't matter because they don't even race there anymore, Brendan, so don't worry what? about it. Thanks, brother. Yeah. that. was... Exactly. That was Brenton winning our Quizzy Dag. Quizzy Dag brought to you by Ashley Martin. Not happy with your hair loss. Make today your turning point and search Ashley Martin online. We're going to be back very soon here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Coming up 7 o'clock in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard's High phone line 0800 1508 11 or get your texts coming in on double eight double three. We'll get to those after the hour. Uh, is I know we're coming up to the news but just what comes up soon is our interview with Bobby Lashley mm. last week and wow mm. what a champion mate I thought so he is the WWE champion for all those that aren't sure think Hulk Hogan you know think uh, Ultimate Warrior think all those superstar wrestlers from back in the day well the current WWE champion is Bobby Bobby Lashley British Bulldog the Bushwhackers that one <laughs> The Bushwhackers, you, you've got it, you got it. Well, Brock Lesnar, all of the modern-day greats, yeah. Roman Reigns, well, the one who stands at the very top of the tree is Bobby Lashley, and what a champion. He's been wrestling his entire life. He's military-trained. He he's been around for a long time. He started, I think, in about 2005, and then he was around the WWE for a little while, and then he popped off to do another couple of things. It's obviously quite a competitive environment over there. And then he came back to the WWE, in 2018, where well, he scaled the mountain for the second time, and he is the WWE champion. We caught up with him. I was thinking that we we're going to be catching up with the character, Bobby Lashley, <laughs> who is the heel in WWE wrestling. But no, we got a very different Bobby Lashley. We got a kind, caring, pretty personable as well, actually. He was great. I enjoyed it. I was fanboying as well, as because I love my wrestling, and here I was standing there or sitting there having a Zoom call one on one with. The WWE champion Bobby Lashley. That's coming up very soon. Six fifty-nine in the morning. We're off for a McCafe. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. It's Tuesday the 8th of Feb. And well, thank you Emma for the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. It's great to have you on the team this morning, Em. Hopefully uh, I hope you stay on for 
for a while because we've had a lot of changes lately. But anyway, great to have you on the show. Uh, what do we got coming up after the 7 o'clock hour? We're going to talk some wrestling. We're going to talk some cricket because there's lots happening in the cricketing world. 740 we're going to talk about Justin Langer. Justin Langer over in, in, in Australia. Lots happening over there. Current cricket state. Current state of cricket in Australia is an absolute shambles. So we'll wrap into that about 740 And then we want to talk to well, our white friends as they take on India. Katie Martin, she's in Queenstown. And we're going to have a chat to her. And like I said earlier, if you missed the start of the show, we've got two quizzes for you today. We just had Quizzy Dag. Just had Quizzy Dag and Brenton. Well, we've got another one over the line. So well done. And we're going to talk today. We've got a, it's UFC Fight Week. Arasanya v Whitaker 2 this week. So it is Fight Week. And we're going to do a UFC quiz every single day around 8.40 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Two callers. And you'll both get paired up with either me or Baz. So one with Baz, one with me, and we'll have a quiz. And the winner takes home a $50 Musashi prize pack. Thanks to the team at Musashi. So 8.40, stay tuned throughout the morning. We're going to have another quiz about 8.40. So that is a part of the show throughout this week as we lead into Arasanya Whitaker 2. Oh, I can't wait to rip into that. But, yep, Baz touched on it. Wrestling fans, stand up. Wrestling fans, stand up, because we're going to talk some wrestling now. And, well, the one and only. I want to ask you quickly, my favourite wrestler of all time, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, switching music. Tap, tap, bang, straight to the chin. Give us a text on the text line, double eight double three. Who is your favourite wrestler of all time? Why do you love him? Why'd he make you watch wrestling? Heartbreak Kid, Sweet Chin Music, Shawn Michaels, or The Undertaker, one of them. Loved it. Oh, I'm up and about now. But anyway, it's 7.05 here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Here's Bobby Lashley. Baz and Izzy. Okay, I'm going to get a little nostalgic here. As a kid, I was fascinated with the world of professional wrestling. Names like Hogan, Bret Hart, The Ultimate Warrior, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. These were our heroes. Fast forward to 2022, the WWE is bigger than it was has ever been before, with fans spanning across the globe, all in support of the WWE universe. Last Sunday at the Royal Rumble, Bobby Lashley defeated Brock Lesnar to win his second WWE title. The champ, Bobby Lashley, joins us on the line now. How are you doing, champ? Oh, fantastic, man. You know what? And when I heard New Zealand, I was like, man, we got to have this interview in person. It seems a little impersonal. I think I need to come there. <laughs> I, talk with, I talk with so many people, and they always tell me, of all your travels, where do you put as one of, one of your top places to visit? And New Zealand, the times that I went out there, it always been amazing. So it's always been a name that I've always thrown out there. So next time we do this interview, I need to come down there and do a more face-to-face deal. Oh, we would love that. Absolutely love it. I'm a massive wrestling fan as well, champ. And uh, it's great to uh, it's great to have you on and really appreciate it. Well, although I'm not sure standing next to you in person would be great. I'm about four foot nothing. So you'd look just tower over us. But anyway, I just want to talk to you quickly. I know we haven't got too long with, uh, with you and your man and absolute demand. But tell us quickly just about how, how things unfolded the other night at, uh, in, at the Royal Rumble. We defeated Brock Lesnar. Talk us through it. Well, you know, it, it was one of those those matchups that people have been asking for forever, and um, and it needed to happen. Unfortunately, it happened kind of a shotgun deal where we had a little um, fallout of the previous. Um, I think it was day one where 
where Roman had COVID, so he couldn't go there. So Brock moved on our match. So we all got a little upset, and we were like, we got to get it away from him. And then I, I won the I won the Fatal Four Away, and then made it in there with Brock. So I, this was a matchup that everybody wanted for a long time. And going in there, that's what we want to do. Threw some heavy punches, heavy blows. He threw everything he had at me. And then ultimately, I pinned him and walked away with the title. I mean, so that's like the biggest deal. And the biggest takeaway from that matchup is at the end of it, I pinned him and I became the WWE champion for the second time. Here, here, you've been around Dang. the scene for so long as well, champ. You've been since, well, 2005 been fighting. <sighs> Uh, wrestling from uh, in the in the big leagues, but it's been a part of your right throughout your entire life, right? You you grew up uh, in the sport, and and now you stand at the very top of the tree as WWE champion. That must be pretty awesome. Yeah, man, it's it's one of those things where I I, I fell in love with the work. I fell in love with the grind, um, and I never really thought about titles so much. I, I was like, I'm here now. I'm doing what I what I need to do. You know, waking up early, doing the cardio, doing the lifting, doing the the training, and and then the fighting and everything like that. I've done it so long in my life that it just became um, second nature. It became like brushing my teeth. But with all that hard work, I knew that these titles started coming. And, and this last few years for me have just been a absolute dream. And I know down there in New Zealand that you guys get all the content with WWE on the WWE Network, which is. Is, is, is great for us because we can reach so many more places. But um, this run has just been incredible. And and everything that I put into it is, is, is paying off. I, I I can also say, you know, hard work. I always say the harder I work, the luckier I get. And I've been working hard and I've been extremely lucky these past few years. Hey, Bobby, just, just talk to us a little bit. I know in, in character yeah. you're, you're playing the heel at the moment, but just can you give us some sort of, We've got a lot of big boys down here in New Zealand, right? We're bred to bred to play rugby and be big, strong fellas. Not myself, but we've got a few big fellas. Izzy, my co-host, is one of them. Tell us what it takes to for the young kids here in New Zealand. How, how do they to to try and be one day dream of being a a wrestling superstar, a WWE champ? What what can you say to them? How can you inspire them for us, other than what you're doing in the in the ring? You know, I think the biggest thing is just you got to be dedicated and you got to be persistent. That was the biggest thing that I've ever learned in, in, in training. I mean, I wrestled many years in, in amateur wrestling and, and I, and I was really successful in the amateur wrestling ranks. And the one thing that I learned was persistence. Anything that you want to do, you have to be persistent with it. You can't accept. No, you can't, you can't slow down. You got to go hard. You got to go hard all the time. I mean, with anything, any move that you want to get, you can't stop until you get it. And, and, I think everybody, like I can tell you all, okay, wake up in the morning, do this, do that, do that. But you can read that anywhere. It's the people that don't continually do that, that kind of fall off. The people that stay consistent, stay persistent to whatever that is. And those are the people that eventually make it there. And you can't look and say, okay, I worked my butt off for this year. So where's my title? No, because for me, it took 17 years to get my first shot at this title. So persistence is there. You got to fall in love with the work and then the successes will come, but you have to fall in love with the work. And if you don't fall in love with the work or you don't stay true to the work, then it, 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 it will, it, it's not going to come for you. My coach used to always say it before when I had amateur wrestling matches, he used to always say, I would ask you if you're ready, but you're just going to tell me yes. Like everybody else they say, Hey, are you ready? Yeah, coach, I'm ready. Everybody says that. He said, but the more the one person you can't lie to is yourself. So that night, before the tournament, 
you look yourself in the mirror and all those different questions are going to come out. You're going to think about that time that you didn't work out two weeks ago or that time I could have did a little bit more here. I could have did a little more here or I could have stayed dedicated or I shouldn't have went out and got that drink or I shouldn't have done this or I shouldn't have done that. Those are the times where you beat yourself up because when now you get in that mass, you start questioning yourself a little bit more and that voice becomes a little louder. So I always tell people, eliminate that voice by doing everything that you have to do to become successful. That's it. I mean, there's no, everybody will tell you the same thing. Everybody that made it to a very successful level will tell you that the hard work and staying true to that hard work got them to where they did where they made it. They didn't say, oh yeah, well, you know, I should have worked out that day and I went and partied and I forgot about it. And I just took it and slept mm. in. That you got to stay true to the grind. And if you stay true to the yeah. grind and every door opens up for you. And then later on, you know, that Gatorade always tastes better after you wear one of these tires. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Locking out the noise and getting doing the mahi. We call it mahi down here. Hard work, and you do the mahi, you get the treats. Hey, um, yeah. also, we just um talk to us, I guess, a little bit. Like you've been around the, the scene for a long time now. How, how's the WWE changed from when you were first involved to to what it is now? I th- I think the crowd changed a little bit. I mean, and- I don't know if it's we changed the crowd or the crowd changed us. But um, of course, we went more family styles, family oriented. Before wrestling used to be wild, it was wild. I mean, you would see some of the wildest stuff on TV. And, but right now, it's, it's, it's still, we still have the element of wow all the way through it. It's just a different kind of wow. And we cater to a, a bigger audience. You know, I have my kids, and my kids, I like to bring my kids to the show. My kids, when they sit, they come to the show and get them front row and their eyes are wide the whole time. They're excited. And that's the one thing that we bring into wrestling is that excitement. And um, that's, I mean, it's not like it is changed from now and then. It's just kind of a different locker room. It's a different style. It's a different feel of wrestling. But I think now it, it enables more people to get in. You see uh, some of those guys, we, we have a lot more high flyers. Like you, you take a person like a Ricochet. Ricochet's, if you haven't seen Ricochet, you got to you gotta tune into the network because the guy is incredible. Um, some of the things that he does is just, just groundbreaking. Same with Seth Rollins and some of these other guys. I mean, you have to tune your game. You have to change your game a little bit. When I first came in, I was I was like, I want to be big, strong, and I want to just pick people up, slam them, and break them in half, and then throw them out. You know, now it's like oh, I got to do a little bit different training, you know, because some of these guys are slicker, more agile, more um, more more versed in fighting across the board. So my training now changed since I just started. When I first started, it was it was weights, weights, weights. Now I'm doing my boxing training. I'm doing more cardio training. I'm, I'm, I'm increasing my flexibility. I'm trying to do more stretching. I'm trying to rehab my body a little bit more because there's a lot more elements to this game. It's it's a lot more high flying. It's a lot more faster pace. It's, it's it's a lot different competition that you have now than what I had before. Oh, you're a superstar. I know you're a man in demand, so we're going to have to let you go. Just before we do, can you name one idol growing up in WWE? Um, Bobby Lashley. Let me throw let me throw a couple of names out. I'm gonna throw one name out that brought me into the business. Kurt Angle, I I I take him to heart, man. He was the one that got me into the business. But as a kid, just kind of growing up, like Kane, I thought Kane was just crazy. I loved the big red machine. I thought it was just incredible. Undertaker, some of those characters. Um, and then you know, I, I I copied a lot of moves that I 
that I started out with was from Farouk. Um, but then Booker T, I mean, there, there's so many, I can't name one particular person <laughs> because there's so many, and when I start talking about it, I get, I get excited, but you know, everybody has that wrestling story. And, and for me, there was just so many people that I put into that wrestling story as I was growing up. Oh, you're a legend. Absolute champion. Thanks heaps for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Bobby Lashley, WWE champion. Take care. Pleasure, man. Thank you. Easy, easy. Ooh. What do you reckon is? What do you reckon? <laughs> Mate, that was outstanding. Well done. Well done. Great questions, too. And man, he, the answer was, his answers were right on the money. Right on the money. Getting rid of that, that, that voice inside you. You know, that, that was probably the biggest one I got from that whole interview when he was talking about how do you stay on top for, for long periods of time. And, you know, we've all been through those stages, or you probably haven't, but for me, like, you know those days where you could have done a bit more and then time gets tough and that voice just gets louder and louder and louder and louder, man. It just hit, just hit the spot, man. Honestly, it was right on the money with some of his, um, his wordings right in that interview. So well done, man. Well done. Kane, Undertaker, Kane. Oh, well, just bringing a, back memories. Yeah, well, you mentioned, Booker T. <laughs> well, you mentioned Kane. You mentioned Undertaker earlier and then Bobby Lashley himself, the WWE champ, mm. reels off the same name. So, Maybe not yeah. too dissimilar there is to the old champion <laughs> himself, but a big shout out to Kez for back in the kitchen there shout for uh, for sorting that one out. And he was actually ready to go for a question too, but I shut him out, so I feel terrible about that as well. Oh. So great job, Kez. I know you're a big wrestling fan too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah nice. and um, nice. I thought I think the important thing about when you're thinking of WWE wrestlers, so most of the sport, well, the sport is pre-arranged right like so that's mm. okay mm. but the thing like is when he's talking I'm, I'm i'm thinking like he's a professional he's a superstar like a, a movie star but also an athlete mm. combined if that makes sense so there's a there's a performance yeah, yeah, level sure. expected but there's such a level of preparation and um, discipline and and sacrifice required to be able to get to the stage he, he that they get to if you do yourself a favor if you don't know who bobby lashley is then go on and check out uh, uh, the Twitter accounts or, or Instagram accounts as well and just search him up. He is an absolute weapon. <laughs> he, he is rig. Rig. Like not rig. <laughs> you don't get like that if you're not prepared to put the work in. And what I found fascinating, because we were a bit unsure, mate, when he came on, um, whether he was going to be in character. And we, we were expecting him to mm. be in character, which is the heel, right? Like, so he's the bad guy. He sort of used to be a good mm. guy, he's turned bad guy. And so I'm like going, oh, man, what's this going to be like? Is this going to be so awkward? You know, is he going to be one of those guys just talking himself into being <laughs> a real tough guy the whole time? So I was sort of prepping for that. And then and then he comes on and he's like the most engaged. So we're sitting there over like a Zoom call. He's sitting on his lounge mate at home his dogs just sort of rolls in on the left as well <laughs> it's like little cavoodle <laughs> thing this massive man with a little cavoodle arrives and then he's got his wwe belt sitting on the right and he's literally just he's just sitting there mate just like looking down the camera just chatting as if it's you and i chatting you know what i mean like it was just a fascinating interview he is a a, a superstar of of wwe and mm. it's just such a a unique kind of get so i don't know let us know what your thoughts are Mate. on 
WWE. Who, do you remember the old champions? Double eight, double three. Do you remember Kurt Angle, Kane, Undertaker, Farouk, Booker yeah, yeah. T? All of those champions which inspired Bobby Lashley, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. All the ones that you mentioned as we'll get get some yeah. activity going. Eh? Even better, give us oh, a call on the Kennard oh. Tire phone line. 0800-150-811. Talk to us about it. What do you reckon is? Drum it up. Have you heard? Oh, I had a look at this. I see Mark's texted in. Boys, Google Abdullah the Butcher. I've seen him at Canterbury Court back in the day. Terrifying. That's from Mark. I just Googled him, and he is a monster. He is an absolute monster, mate. He is probably about 160 clicks and seven foot tall, and he's wearing big, long red trunks, and he is an absolute monster. If I think back to my favourite event of the year, this is where I started thinking, man, this is... This is real. This is real. And you spoke about movie stars, uh, gone athletes and actors. Like, when you get hit over the chair, mate, and you've got a big cut eye, you can't act that. So, you know, there's only so much acting that's involved. Obviously, the script is, is scripted, but still, you've got to put your body online. You get a, a big table across the back of your head, and then you're cutting your head open. So, I've got a lot of admiration. But 1995, mate, 1995, Shawn Michaels wins the Royal Rumble, 1995. So, that was my event that got me hooked. In the sport of wrestling, so there you go. That's what I'm more about. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I tell you what, we need to do. We need to get that that interview across to Gerard Waitley, our very good friend mm. over at SEN over in Australia, because he is an absolute wrestling tragic. Loves it. Absolutely <laughs> loves it. Gerard Waitley, very, very, very good um, radio uh, producer, journalist, everything. He's fantastic. He's uh, he's wonderful. He'll love that interview with Bobby Lashley. Let us know your thoughts. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We look forward to chatting to you. We're going to talk when we come back a little bit of Black Caps Test Squad after it was announced today as well. And well, we want to talk some wrestling as well. Loving it. Store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's 27 past seven here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Great interview, Baz. Great, great interview with the one and only Bobby Lashley, the WWE champion. And we've asked you at home, who are your favourite wrestlers? We've got a few texts coming through. And kia ora, boys. Papa Shango. Papa Shango. I think so. He used to give me the creeps back in the day. I don't really remember him, so I've Googled him. He looks scary. He's got a big white mask face on him. So that's from an unknown text. And then what about NZ on the mat? Mark Lewin and King Kamaka. King Kamaka. Ooh, there you go. There's some absolute <laughs> Kiwi uh, greats that are coming through. I don't know those ones, boys. I know the, the, the big dogs ones over in America, but they keep those What is it about wrestling, through. eh? Yeah. Bring some, bring some uh, characters WWE. through, eh? Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. Oh, I loved it back in the day. I haven't watched it as of late, um, to be honest, Baz, but um, I used to love it watching it back in the day. I think of a guy, Sting. Sting, he used to be a good one. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was probably, he'll go down as one of the greatest of all time. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, who else? Mankind. Oh, there's many, many more, mate. You know, so Chris Lynn, the um, Australian yeah, yeah. cricketer, Brisbane Heat, you know, my bash brother. Yeah, well, so his middle name's Austin, and so his Ooh. his uh, like nickname is Stone Cold himself because he's bald head as well. 
Stone Cold Lynn, mm. they call him. So, uh, what about uh, The Rock, John Cena, uh, all these guys? I challenge you, Kez, in the back room. You've delivered Bobby Lashley. Can you deliver one of them? The Rock, John Cena, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> someone else. Give the people what they want, Kez. Keep looking. Do you remember, you doing you remember Yokozuna? Do you remember Yokozuna? Yep. The big Yokozuna, yep. man. <laughs> he was good. He was good. Man, there were some absolute champions. Well done, Bears. We're just quickly going to talk about that. Black Caps, mate. Obviously, the squad was quickly just named overnight. And uh, 15-man squad for the for the up-and-coming test series against South Africa. Mate, what were your initial thoughts when you seen the squad? Uh, where was AJ's Patel? That was, <laughs> that was my initial thoughts. <laughs> Same. Um, a little bit surprised. <laughs> You go from taking 10 for, and then... He's got a calf injury. I can understand mm. why they left him out. <laughs> oh, has he got a calf injury? Yeah, so he's, they left the door open, oh, and he okay. might be into the second test. Yeah. Okay, I didn't see that yeah. in the release. Um, all right, my, my apologies there. But, yeah, there's a squad of 15. No Trent Bolt, no Kane Williamson. Trent Bolt has got the birth of his third child impending, so he will miss the first test. And Kane Williamson, with his elbow injury, will miss the... First test as well. So, look, I think the lineup that they'll go for is out of the 15. Mm. Obviously, Hamish Rutherford is welcome back into the fold. Colin de Granholm is welcome back into the fold. You have um, uh, Blair Tickner is, is in there for the yep. first time, as is Cameron Fletcher. But I think the lineup will look a little bit like this, mate. I think Latham, Captain, Will Young, Devin Conway. Mm. I think they'll put Daryl Mitchell to four. I think. Um, Henry Nichols, or those two will swap, Nichols or Mitchell. And then you'll have Tom Blundell at six. And I think what they'll do is they'll opt for Colin de Granholm at seven. Well, this is what I'd do, actually. Colin de Granholm at seven. And then um, Ratchin Ravindra as well can come into play at eight. And then you have Kyle Jameson, mm-hmm. Tim Southey, Neil Wagner, and then you leave out Matt Henry because then you have Wagner, Southey, Jameson as your front-line seamers, plus Colin de Granholm as your yep. fourth seamer. Plus, if the wicket does stop and, and does turn a bit, you have the ability with Rutsch and Ravindra as well. So that would be what I'd do. But they may end up playing Matt Henry as well. But not a bad squad, mate. Not a bad squad. Well, good squad, considering yeah. the injuries and, and things. But South Africa's going to be tough, bro. I'm telling you. They not are. going to be an easy series. So. Especially after our loss to... Um, to Bangladesh in that first test, we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to step it up. And this one is seven thirty in the morning here on Baz and for breakfast. Plenty more coming up. We're going to cross back over to Emma with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. SNZ, we're 26 away from 8 o'clock, 0800 150 811, that's the Kennard Tire phone line, we want to hear from you, WWE, keep your messages coming in or give us a call and plenty of cricket to get through as well, including a new Black Cab squad you heard, uh, Baz and Izzy debriefing there, great to see Colin de Granholm back in the setup. up as well deserved and he's a, a very popular member. Hey um, UFC fans... And if you're a friend of a UFC fan, listen tight. Musashi are looking after us with a prize pack to give you. All right. They're all about Carlos Olberg. And this weekend, he's fighting on the undercard of the Arasanya Whitaker fight. And at 
we're running a Baz and Izzy Fight Club quiz, all right? So we need two callers on the line, Team Baz, Team Izzy, and we want you to be the biggest UFC fans listening to SCNZ. We're going to give you first to three questions. First person to get three questions right wins. There's a chance to steal if the other person gets it wrong. It's right there. So we want you to give us a call at 840 0800 150 All of the UFC fans. Boys, just a couple of quick stories to get through before I throw it back. Uh, COVID implications for Super Rugby. Well, the Reds across the ditch, they've had an outbreak. And now this is this is meaning that um, mm. teams and competitions are going to have to think about, say, a whole front row goes down, is he? And there's a squad that ha- loses <laughs> all of their front rowers. Well, what are you going to do? It's a, a dangerous job. This. Golden oldies, mate. Golden oldies. They're thinking about starting <laughs> the games with uncontested scrums. So they're asking World there Rugby if they can do that. Um, these implications. like That would be crazy to watch. I mean, imagine how much would the first five be loving it? <laughs> Yeah, be loving it, mate. That's front football. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Like you, it's such a dangerous position when you're in those scrums. There's so much pressure and power going through. It's your only option, really. Yeah, you, you can't have a you know, um, well, me or just a, every Joe Blow fullback in there, mate. Tell no, you that. No, that's right. And um, <laughs> look, plenty of bears in your in your um, other job. You're a cricket coach. Gee, there's a lot of cricket coach news going around the world at the moment. There is movement galore. And Paul Collingwood, well, he's been named the England interim coach, and we spoke about it last week. There was maybe some sackings or pushings at the ECB, but that's all been shaken up. So he's looking after the English men's side, at least for the West Indies series at the moment. Lots of people want to Kevin Peterson coming out in support. Um, reckon that Collie's a, a great man and a, look, a good coach. So he's taking over for the meantime. What happens after that, I don't really know. But, gee, there's a lot of news in that round, Baz. Baz? Yeah, there's a bit going on, isn't there? Both England and Australia, which we'll go into a little bit later on, around Justin Langer and the Cricket Australia shambles that Izzy alluded to earlier on. But, yeah, England, they've got their own problems as well. Sir Andrew Strauss is in the helm now as as, um, the caretaker of all things cricket after Ashley Giles was also sacked. And then Chris Silverwood, the uh, coach, was sacked. and, And Andrew Strauss has put in... Um, Paul Collingwood in place there. Interesting to note that Paul Collingwood was and has been a part of that staff for a long time. Um, so I guess it depends on which direction they're going to want to head with that. Do they want to freshen up, uh, complete freshen up, or do they want um, a little bit of continuity and they just they feel they need someone slightly different mm-hmm. in that head role? The thing about Collingwood, I think he's, whilst he had a, a wonderful test career as well, he's probably more, um, I would have thought, uh, aligned to the shorter formats uh, with his tactical knowledge and that's not to say he's not good at the other stuff but that's what I get um, my first impression is that but if we look at England and their shorter versions they're actually pretty strong in that area so there's not a whole lot that needs to be done there one thing is I'm adamant of is that England will go down the split coach route I think Eng- Australia has said that they won't I think England will um, I just think that they've got so much cricket. They play more cricket than anyone else. Well, them in India play more cricket than anyone else in the world. And the demands, especially around COVID and all the restrictions which come up with that and the challenges, bubbles, etc. It's just too taxing for one coach. So Paul Collingwood, whilst he's interim coach now, maybe maybe they'll want to carry on with him in the short forms of the game. and They'll look for someone a little bit different. Um, Maybe a Gary Kirsten or, or someone like that for their tests line up as well so there's yeah, plenty going on coaching world it moves fast doesn't it it was only three weeks ago we were sitting there watching the ashes now both of them are 
need coaches. <laughs> Brilliant. So that, I'm looking forward to talking that Langer one too. That's going to – that ain't done yet. There is plenty to go mm. on in that conversation and some heavyweight players have come out as well with their opinions and we're going to play that uh, – play some audio from that a little bit later on as well. Maybe we'll get off to a break and when we do come back on the other side – get stuck into what's going on with Australian cricket and Justin Langer. 7.39 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Coming up quarter to eight in the morning here on Tuesday, the 8th of February. Oh, I think I may have just cut out here. Sorry, team. Cut out on my side anyway. There we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> it is coming up to quarter to eight in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. A couple of technical difficulties at my end, I might add, on that time. Uh, we've been talking a couple of different subjects today, one of them being wrestling. Well, check out Cam's message. The Bushwhackers. Everyone remember the Bushwhackers? Izzy, <laughs> I remember the Bushwhackers. Potentially yeah. the best yeah. Kiwis to ever be a part of the WWE. Their nephew, Michael Carline, was on track to become the next best until he broke his back performing under the mantra of Kate Morgan, third generation. How good. If that doesn't just scream WWE chat, then I'm not sure what is. Thank you very much, Cam. Anyway, speaking of going whack, that was about the Justin Lager saga. Unbelievable. Mm. Some plenty of heat from former, former Australian cricketers as well. Check this one out from Ricky Ponting and Matthew Hayden. I actually think it's a, a really sad day as far as Australian cricket's concerned. And, and if you look back, it's been a really poor six months, I think, of the way that the Cricket Australia as a whole have handled um, some of the better people in Australian cricket, being Justin Langer and Tim Payne. I think it's been almost embarrassing. And the DOS, big Matthew Hayden. The whole thing just reeks of being orchestrated from the basically the moment that all of this garbage started coming out, you know, in the middle of winter last year, you could see that the writing was on the wall. And just to really throw a real sort of another heavy weight <laughs> into the mix, Holy <laughs> our good friend over there at ECN, Adam Gilchrist, with Gerard Waitley yesterday. And the players are well and truly entitled to have their put into back to head office to say how things are going and and how they feel about situations. What I'm concerned about is the governance qualities at Creed Australia. They get Justin to come in and do that very, very challenging job. He does a job with complete and utter conviction and commitment. And four years later, the same very players that were right at the heartbeat of taking the game down into that uh, unenvious position gave their opinion and the board that control the game, that run this game, they no longer want Justin there. Mm, that's some pretty, some pretty big fish just <laughs> coming out. And that's not, uh, it's not usual for those boys to really sort of nail their flag to the mask on a topic either, especially mm. against their former employee, employers. And a lot of those guys are involved in the media now as well. Is, and, and they work for various... Um, uh, uh, TV uh, stations and, and broadcasting networks and they're partners of Australian cricket as well. So there's so much feeling towards this. Uh, I won't call it a sacking of Justin Langer, but just offering him a contract, which he simply, you know, anyone in their, in their right mind in his position wouldn't, wouldn't agree to the six-month extension that they offered him. So it's, it's a pretty fascinating um, sort of topic. And uh, just I wonder... 
I grew up in the era of Justin Langer, right? The mentality, the the yep. the kind of tough mm. and stoic um, type of cricketer, and and I like it. Um, I don't agree with it all the time, and there was a lot of times when I was a player when my coaches would challenge me, and we've had these conversations about your coaches as well, and mm. I didn't like it, but I know I needed it, and I think you know that was the yep. era which we grew up in, and the only thing I would say is things aren't quite the same now as what they used to be. And, and I'll say the job that Justin Langer did was outstanding in terms of bringing back a lot of the support for the Australian cricket team. Um, Performance-wise, it wasn't actually that great. Look, the Ashes, mm. England were hopeless. Okay, They were hopeless. So I think anyone that was at the helm, they would, have, they would have won that. The T20 World Cup was a really good performance. But aside from that, the, the performance is just a bit middling for an Australian cricket side. So... I'm not sure he can he can hold his record up and say he was he 100% deserved to stay in the job, but I think he did a good job at the time. the The danger was that I think he lost the changing room, he lost the group, and mm. the two yeah. most recent performances, the T20 World Cup and the Ashes, from what I understand, a lot of that was actually player driven. and And Langer, after the feedback which he had had from Cricket Australia and the players previously, was that he was too intense and needed to take a backward step. So he took that backward step, which, which, which was great. But then they got the success. So was that, was it the players who were driving that forward, or was that his ability to to step backwards? And was that going to last forever? So look, I don't really know what the what the answers are. Um, mm. But the other thing I would point to is that on the road, his record was pretty average too, and that's when. Yeah coaching is actually at its most important because you know when you're at home everyone's got their home comforts and, and winning at home just like in rugby bro like winning at home is a lot easier right you go back to your own families and you see your friends and you know everyone speaks the same language and around you and and we're you're in the same cultures which you've you've grown up in when you're on the road challenges are way different eh? and teams have to be a lot tighter and a lot of if there's any chinks in that in that armor then they will be exposed on the road and he didn't win a test series away from home during his tenure as, as test coach, which for an Australian side is pretty average, really. And it wasn't overwhelmingly successful. Yes, he did a good job while he was there, but I can kind of see why they wanted to head in a different direction as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, mate, mate, I just want to talk to you about the brand, the brand of Cricket Australia as of late. like You've, you've seen so many controversies as of late with the sandpaper, the Tim Payne, and then this one, obviously, Justin Langer. Like, from a commercial sense, Cricket Australia, one of the biggest brands in the world, you know, when you think of brands and sports teams and organisations. And hearing from uh, Adam Gilchrist, uh, Matthew Hayden, just the greats of the game. Ad, like, Adam Gilchrist, outstanding, love what he's about. Ricky Ponting, you know, one of the legends, all-time greats of the game. When you're hearing them questioning their team and, and, and saying it's gutless the way Cricket Australia has handled this thing, as an organisation, mate, they must have taken a dent from all these accusations and, and things that have gone on in the public eye. It's not a great thing for, for the branding sense. Like, commercially, they've got to take a dent from this. And the question I want to ask you, Bears, is the landscape of a coach now, has it gone from what it used to be? And has, it cha- has the changing of guard have gone the way that coaches have been able to coach? Can coaches be left alone to no. coach? Or have they been held to ransom by... I'm just looking at the cricket board night right now, and I know absolutely no one in that cricket Australian board. Well, do they run the team? 
That's a great question, mate. It is a great question. And you, you're bang on about the, the brand of Australian cricket. It has taken a huge, huge hit, mm. mate. Keep in mind that the AFL and cricket are the two sports in, in Australia yep. that, that everyone knows. That is the number one summer sport. It is massive in Australia. And everyone always loved the Australian cricket team. Love them or hate them. They supported them, you know. And mm. that, um, that's taken a huge hit with all of the stuff like, the, as you say, the sandpaper gate. Um, the Tim Payne stuff, and now um, obviously Darren Lehman being moved on as well back then, and now obviously this stuff around around uh, Justin Langer. Jeff Lawson, the former cricketer, uh, Australian cricketer Jeff Lawson, actually wrote a really good piece today, and he talked a little bit about contemporary players, and, and indeed most young people as well, not just players, but they don't like being told what, what to do. They mm. need to be convinced, they need to be cajoled, and they need to be steered into the appropriate direction. And coaches who tend to micromanage players, well, they, they tend to have pretty short shelf lives as well. Especially now, he said, when players are erudite, educated and intelligent, which a lot of those guys in that Australian side are. So that does change the landscape somewhat. I think the old school methods, which I kind of enjoyed, I didn't like at the time, yeah. but I think mm. got the most out of me. But I think it's different now. And I think that society now, that, that coaches have to be different. I know from my own coaching experience, that I have to coach these guys differently as well. I'm, I can't just do it how how I used to like it being done. And that's that's mm. the mark of a coach, right? Is well I think it is, is that you've got to be you've got to be prepared to move and, and change and and work with the players because ultimately it's the players who are the ones who've got to go out there and get the performances. Mate, I love it. I love it. And, and I think the biggest question is and when I was a part of the team doesn't matter what you do, whoever's running the team, no one is bigger than the team. And what I'm getting from this is the players are bigger than Cricket Australia and they're making all the calls right here. So that's that's kind of the feeling I'm getting from it, Bez, um, that, mm. that the players have got so much pull and are they the bigger than the team? No one is bigger let's, than the team. Let's pick that back up. Let's pick that, that back up a little bit later on. It's almost 7.53 here in the morning. We'll be back very soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. One minute away from eight here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ talking Justin Langer. Well, is there a chance that maybe they have made the right call, but they just handled it incredibly poorly and the le- a legend of the game in Australia was stomped on through Cricket Australia's incompetence. That is an intriguing question. That is an intriguing question. Maybe that is what the problem is. How's about this one? The England coach, Silverwood, he was gone for not being too, not being firm enough. The players loved him, but not firm enough. The Aussie coach, gone. <laughs> players didn't like him. He was too firm. Here's an idea. Just switch him over. See how we go. Let's play the Ashes again. Let's get it on. England versus Australia <laughs> in the Ashes. See if the result changes with a change of coach, a change of personnel at the helm. She's intriguing times in the coaching world all around the cricketing landscape. Well, it is almost 8 o'clock here in the morning for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got Katie Martin coming up later for a little bit more cricket. We're off track down some cafe coffees. Here's Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Tuesday the 8th of Feb and it's just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast 
Well, if you've missed that last hour, that's okay. That's okay, because you can head over to the SEN app and you can look at the Baz and Izzy podcast. Because I'll tell you what, wrestling fans, if you've just joined us, you want to head over to Baz and Izzy podcast and listen to the Bobby Lashley. He is the WWE champion, world wrestling champion and superstar. And well, he joined Baz on the show and they had a fascinating little interview, little chat together. It was great to hear that one, Baz. Well done. Well bossing, mate. You bossed that one really well. So make sure you head over to the app and listen to that podcast. And you'll get all our podcasts on the SEN app. So awesome, awesome work there, Baz. And then 740, we just spoke about the Justin Langer. The Justin Langer shambles. Was it handled well or could Cricket Australia have done it better? Maybe he wasn't the man of the, for the job, but the way they handled it, well, I think it was poorly, poorly done. And I think the thing with Justin, and, and we spoke about it briefly, Bears, um, the best coaches. And I think Justin will, will come from an old school era, era where that was just the way he was coached. That's the way he was going to coach. Just wanted, demanded, and, and wanted the best out of his players. But I think back to the best coaches in the world, they have an understanding of each an individual player, how they operate. Some players will love that sternness, like yourself. You'd love to be told that you need to be better. You'd love to be told that you need to do this better. But then other players, they react differently to being the, to that. They probably go into their shell, go into their bubbles, and they're afraid of, of actually pushing the boundaries because they don't want to let the coach down. So I think if, if Justin Langer was able to do it again, it's, it's having an understanding and having a... a the knowledge of what what each individual player needs to make them tick, and um, I think you could take a lot of learnings for that. I'm just going from what my coaches have been able to do for me over the years, and the ones that I've uh, reacted and adapted to uh, really well over the past years. Um, so yeah, that was a great little chat from you, mate. Well led in that coaching sense. Looking forward to seeing who's unfolding and maybe who potential replacements are going to be in the next couple of months. We'll we'll get onto that shortly. Anyway, coming up. We're going to talk a bit more cricket. And then end of the show, Louis touched on it. UFC about 8.40-ish. We're going to have a little quiz. Two callers, Team Baz, Team Izzy, give you a chance to win $50 Musashi prize pack courtesy of the team at Musashi. But no, right now, mate, right now, it's time to talk some cricket. Some more cricket. Cricket has been on the yes. forefront of our minds as of late. There's lots going on in the world here, England. And, well, the beautiful... Queenstown has become quite the sporting hub over the last week or so, and it's not just the Super Rugby sides making the most of it. The White Ferns are settled in ahead of their T20 and five ODIs against India and ahead of the World Cup. It should prove a crucial build-up series. Katie Martin, Katie Martin is the White Ferns keeper, keeper, and she's also a standout in the Spark commentary box, I must say. And she's on the show this morning. Katie Martin out of the beautiful Queenstown. Good morning. How are you, Katie? Yeah, good, good. How are you going? Ah, very good, very good. We're up and about. Cricket has been on the show throughout the morning because there's lots happening in the cricketing world. But how are the girls? How's the team settling into the beautiful Queenstown? How preparations been? Yeah, no, it's really good. We've uh, we've got a hotel here for a month, so we've got the cafe and the bar set up already. Um, we've been down to the beach. Ooh. We haven't seen the Super Rugby boys, so that's been a little disappointing. But no, it's... Uh, it's awesome. Uh, Queenstown's a pretty, pretty great cricket ground as well, so we're having a good time so far. Nice. Well, if I know you well, Katie, good morning as well, Katie, then uh, it would be bar prior to cafe. 
But uh, was it your birthday yesterday, Katie? <laughs> Did you manage to have a couple of little, couple of little glasses of wine or something? Yes, no. I actually went down to Botswana Butchery, so that was a, a great spot Ooh. to have. Obviously, Danian girl, so I like my lamb. Um, so yeah, I had that for dinner. So that was really nice, and I had a wee gin as well. So um, celebrate the occasion. Apparently, um, when it's your birthday, you get reminded of your age. But also, Jacob Borum said you're long time retired. So. Not sure if it was a compliment or otherwise, but I'll take that. Oh, very good, very good. And the um, the Spark Sports obviously paying you well because Botswana's quite pricey down at um, Queenstown. Mm. You're obviously getting a pretty good contract there. You know? <laughs> I don't know, probably not as much as you, but I'll tell you what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's it all going anyway, Katie? Geez, you're so serious this morning. This is not not normal. Where's 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 like the real fun, Katie? You're in well, camp, hey, you're in, in the morning. You're really focused. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, no, get me at eight, really eight o'clock at night and you might have the fun, Katie. But no, um, no, it's, we had a <laughs> bit of a run around in the morning yesterday. We had an open wicket, so um, that was a pretty, pretty cool time. But um, no, we're looking forward to getting into the series against India. So we haven't seen too much of them. We've set up a gym outside for them and they have the first set in the morning. So <laughs> they're all packed, they've all packed their woolly warm. So we're giving them... Fresh Queenstown in the morning, which is, which is good. Get the opposition on the back foot early, as you say. No pun intended, yeah. obviously. But no. <laughs> oh, is this desperate to ask a question? Just a second. So I'll just jump in quickly with one. We've been talking about coaching, and obviously, the, in the coaching world, you as a uh, as a pundit would be well across what's happening in the men's game as well with um, Justin Langer and, and obviously Chris Silverwood too. But what your coach Bob Carter? What sort of style of coach is Bob Carter? Yeah, I think he's evolved as he's spent some more time with the girls. We're probably a little more sensitive. Um, he's quite a direct coach, um, but also empathetic and supporting the girls when they need. Um, he's spent a lot of time probably trying to develop the skill set and the um, depth of women's cricket in New Zealand over the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, as he's sort of probably gone on, he's probably had a few sharp words early in his career just to sort of set the standards that he wants to have in the team, but in a respectful and empathetic way as opposed to sort of that fear environment. Um, yeah, and at his, as he's evolved, and I probably dealt with Jacob Warham, who's a sensitive guy um, as an assistant coach. He's sort of helped develop those guys as well um, and, and brought them along. And, yeah, it's a really good environment. And, and he leads from the front in terms of his coaching and in terms of getting around the group at trainings and just knowing what he needs to do around their development. Um, and I think he's probably had more, I guess, a better understanding of women's cricket as sort of he's gone on just in terms of the different style of play and skill sets and things like that. Obviously, there's not as much pace um, as the bowling. And when you'll see some of the Indian bowl, uh, spin bowlers, sometimes the ball goes backwards as it comes down the wicket. So there's a few, a few slower options. So he's done a lot of work around working out as well how, um, I guess, the skills that we need to do around power um, to improve the way we play. So, you know, he's, he's been fantastic and um, he has really helped us develop our game and, and hopefully it can show over the next couple of months. You've had oh, you had time with him the show. Did he coach you? Bob coached me. I enjoyed Bob, actually. Um, uh, he had an insatiable work ethic and I'm sure he, yeah, I'm sure that's why he's done a, a really good job with you guys. Well, he's got a firm hand when he needs it, but he's um, he tries to get the best out of of all the players, that's for sure. And yeah, and interesting, interesting you mentioned Jake as well. He's obviously 
he's really plying his trade um, in the women's game as well, and he's doing a fabulous job. So it's good to good to hear. How are you guys going to go? Do you think in this uh, in this series, Katie? Well, I think it's a marker in the sand for us about where we are in terms of um, for the World Cup. Um, the India were the runners up in the last World Cup, and they've got like a really good mix of experience um, and some exciting youth um, coming through. But I think if we can sort of, it's just a matter of us clicking and, and when, if we can click with the bat and actually like get a good understanding on how we want to play, which, we, which we're there, um, it's just actually putting the performances out in the park. And that's what we haven't done. Um, we sort of bowled really well in England, restricted teams under 200 and then sort of probably was a little fearful with the bat and then, and then got rolled. So, yeah, I think if we can just click with the bat, we've got the bowling lineup that can do the job. And if we if we have a really good series against India, I think that'll put us in a good step for the World Cup. And obviously, that's what it's all about, is us playing at home, trying to win a World Cup. So I think we're in the best place possible, and, and it's pretty exciting opportunities, as you both know, around having, you know, to play a World Cup um, at home. Yeah, it's just one of the most special occasions. How have you, how's Bob Carter and, and your, your senior player, Sophie Devine, how have you approached um, playing at home, like trying to get rid of that external pressure? Have you, has it been spoken about quite a bit in, in the environment? Yeah, we've talked about, obviously, um, that there is going to be extra pressure on us because we're at home, um, and obviously our record at home hasn't mm-hmm. been as great. We've also played the best teams in the world for the last three years, so... Hopefully it'll be nice to get some confidence builders against maybe the lesser teams, but I think women's mm. cricket's developed so much over the last few years that every team can compete against each other. Um, I remember last year in Australia, we played the um, T20 World Cup and I got interviewed after a game and I was a bit grumpy because we'd lost <laughs> against India and they said Australia said, oh, we're under no extra pressure and I obviously I had a few cheeky words for the Australians, as you do. Um, and yeah, they come back and said, no, no, we're under no pressure and Apparently they did a documentary and said they were under extra pressure and they did feel and there was the biggest lie of Alyssa Healy's life. So um, that's Australia for you. But yeah, we're just going to be honest as, as Kiwis are and, and hit it head on and just say, look, there is extra pressure and we know we haven't been performing as a team as we need to, but gee was like, you don't get these opportunities that often. So we're just embracing it and getting on with it and doing it, you know, doing it with a smile on our face and going, well, you know, this is a pretty awesome time for us to be. At home, and like I'm sitting here looking out on the Queenstown Lake. I mean, how awesome is that? So, especially with oh. the way the world is at the moment. So, yeah, we're pretty grateful and just really looking forward to getting out there and, yeah, having a bloody good time doing it. Tell us about your know. bubble. Yeah, 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 no, we've said worse. I've said definitely. <laughs> I was going to say. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so have I on, 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 on Stark Sport. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Joe's got the dump running ready. Um, but tell us about your bubble. Super rugby teams, they're not allowed to even allowed to get, go for a walk down the road. Or they're afraid of getting, uh, well, we hate to say it on the show, but that, that virus that's going around. Um, but tell us about your bubble. You girls still up, able to do things. You obviously went out for dinner, but you still got a bit of freedom. And Are you getting that blackjack uh, set up in the team room? Like last time we were talking, yeah, you were up and about getting blackjack going in the team room. Yeah, no, we've got um, we've got a few rooms here. I've got blackjack set on order, so um, yeah, that'll come about. We're sort of just we're allowed out and about, but sort of in our own little bubble, so not a full team dinner or things like that. You know, just smaller pockets. Um, we've got a few cars in there as well, so we sort of stay in those groups. Obviously, the close contact thing is a bit of an issue, so 
if one person mm. gets it, we're trying to reduce as much of the risk, I guess, because, you know, if someone gets COVID, that's pretty much them out for this tour. And if it's at the World Cup, it's that as well. So, yeah, we're just trying to stay in more smaller groups. We're allowed out and about, but obviously wearing masks all around the hotel. And we've got two floors here that um, we've got in the hotel as well. So it doesn't sound as restricted as the rugby boys, but um, they probably need mm. it more than us. So yeah, we're pretty well behaved, you know. We don't we don't go at casino and drinking and stuff like that. We just keep it in-house. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> nah, they're, they're great guys. They're great guys. Those Highlanders, they better be focused. Cricket. I will say that. <laughs> no, nah, we're you know we're pretty. Cricket is a, we're, we're. Are you saying cricket, cricket is boring? Sorry, carry yes. on. Okay. No, 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 you go. You go. I was going to say cricket is a smart. Um, <laughs> oh, so I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know then. So what? So you, so you're all in that big hotel. What's the hierarchy? Who gets I've the big sweets? Has Katie Steve, got a big suite or? or, or oh no that, no. Is that reserved? No. no. For others. Yeah, no. No, no. That's reserved for Bob. I think he's got three three rooms that all would join with each other. So, um, <laughs> no, we, it's pretty stock standard rooms, actually. But, you know, Bob will get every, you know, he's got to be top echelon of all the suites. And then I think it sort of filters down to Sophie and, um, I mean, Susie Bates. She's got a watt bike in her room at the moment. So she's been waking up people with the noise of the fan. So that hasn't been ideal for some below her. But um, she might be putting her own wing soon enough. Um but no, yeah, they're pretty good rooms actually. I've I've got a pretty good setup, so um, and there's not too much clothes on the floor, so I'm going okay so far. I mean, it is day three, so that's a lie. That would be a lie. <laughs> you should uh, honestly, is hey, Katie, is Katie, eh? Katie, Katie's car is the most. Oh, I'm yeah. going to say this, Katie. It's not. It's terrible, isn't it? Like you're, you're mess yeah. in your car. There's just clothes. There's just. Rubbish well. absolutely everywhere in, in Katie's car. Is that fair? Well, I feel like I'm prepared for any given day. Like, if it's raining, I can just grab a jacket out the back. If I'm thirsty, I can just grab an extra <laughs> bottle and a couple of spare coffee cups if need be. So I feel like I'm just quite well prepared. <laughs> oh, and you'll get on fair well. Enough. My car's an absolute sty. Quickly before we let you go, Katie, how's Mealy? How's Mealy Kirk getting back in? She's had an outstanding uh, cricket competition as of late, the smash. So how's she begin transitioning back into the squad and, and being around the squad? Uh, she's been brilliant. Uh, cricket's sort of a home for Mealy, um, so she's really enjoyed being back mm. with the group and yeah, everyone sort of gets around her. And you know, It's obviously been a really tough time for a young kid who, to be fair, has sort of come into cricket so young um, she, and she's just a yeah. really special talent. Um, but She's brought her guitar along, so we've had a few sing-alongs, and you know, she sits in the, in the cafe waiting for me to make her coffee, so that must be what happens when she lives at home as well. <laughs> she spent a bit of time at home, so she's got a bit used to Silver Spoon maybe, but um, yeah, so no, she's, she's fantastic, and she's someone I think that you know will get some good opportunities with the bat in this tournament. I think you'll see, um, yeah, I guess how she's been going with such great form in the Super Smash, so um, yeah, we're really excited to have her back, and She's got fed well at Botswana Butchery yesterday as well, so hopefully that'll keep her in good stead and we'll keep a smile on her face. <laughs> oh, beautiful. We're going to let you go, Katie. Very uh, best wishes for the series coming up against India and the World Cup a little bit later on. I'm sure we'd love to have you on anyway. Um, I'm sure we'll uh, be able to talk to you a little closer that time as well. But a big happy birthday for yesterday as well. It was Louis's birthday, yeah, birthday yesterday too, so perhaps oh. are you ready to sing us? Are you ready? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so this is for both of you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I've gone early. 
You go, you go. To you, happy birthday, dear Louie and Katie. Happy birthday to you. Have a good day, team. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Izzy. <laughs> Beautiful. Words. Thanks, Katie. Take care. And a Thanks, big happy God. birthday to you as well yesterday, Louie. Uh, Katie Martin, absolute superstar, very good friend of mine as well. Lucky enough to grow up with Katie. She's a ripping, ripping lady, and hopefully she has an awesome series. And uh, they, they do good things leading into that World Cup. It is 20 past 8 here in the morning. On Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 25 minutes past eight here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. That was Katie Martin out of the White Ferns camp as they prepare for their series. One T20 and a whole host of one-day games against India down there in Queenstown. Sporting mecca of New Zealand right at this point in time. Rugby, cricket, all <laughs> other sports going on down there. Speaking of a little bit of cricket as well, there's some texts come through on the text line. I'm going to get off to Paulie Mwati shortly with a couple of these texts. Coaching is about developing relations, relationships and leading. Word is an Aussie, Cummins and all the New South Wales, Wales players want Trevor Bayless in as coach. Do you think the money in the IPL players get, they think they have the power now? Well, I'd say they do have the power, Adam. That was from Adam, that text. I think they do have the power and to a degree, they, they deserve the power. Yes, they need a firm hand over over the top. And I'm, as Izzy and I have both mentioned, we quite liked uh, those coaches that pushed you along, providing they had, providing they also had the uh, the softness there as well and they were actually, they genuinely cared about you. I think that's the key too. So, yeah, some fascinating workings coming out of um, Australia and uh, the coaching world is turning up. Down. Anyway, we're going to get off to the TAB and our live update with Paulie Mawati. Of course, bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Paulie, how you doing, mate? Yeah, morning, boys. Uh, you had the day off yesterday. Crikey. You you boys are prima donnas. Hey, why do you not get day, that, yeah. Paul? What? Why don't you do bro? National public holiday. I know, but I was talking with uh, Ricardo and uh, Mitch yesterday. Oh, so those Fridays you get off, they don't count. <laughs> four, four days a week, more. Paulie, four days a week, more. Auntie, they call them. Oh, oh, oh Izzy, I don't like your style of coaching. It's old school. I need to be nurtured a wee bit more. Sorry, sorry, Paulie. I got you, mate. Oh, okay, well, well, and speaking of nurturing, it's your, ter- it's your time to talk. Well, what have you got for us today? Holy. Well, I'm just having a look at a few things here. And, of course, we've got the Super Bowl coming up uh, this Monday. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals up against the Ooh. LA Rams. And I've, I've just had a look at a few of the big bets uh, that we had. Um, we've had a $20,000 bet on the Rams, minus three points in the first half. And we've had another $13,000 uh, $13, on the Rams, minus three points in the first half at $1.87. So there's a couple of couple of punters out there who are very very keen on the Rams getting off to a very quick start in next Monday Super Bowl. They've taken a minus three in the first half. Uh, and they've got some. They've put some pretty big money behind it too. So if you're a, a Matthew Stafford fan and a Rams fan, uh, there's there's a punter out there who is very very keen on their chances. 
I, I just uh, look the, the Bengals. You've talked about them. They're there now. Obviously, Joe Burrow and and the team have done the things. And we spoke about it last week. We thought there were no chance to get past Kansas City. For you, for you, Paulie, can you see them going one more? Can you see Joe Burrow in his second year in the NFL lifting that trophy for Cincinnati? I can. I can. I, j- I think his uh, combination think with his old college <laughs> Yeah, his old college teammate, Jamar Chase, um, they've, mm. they've had a great little combination there. Um, they they run the ball very well. They they sort of they play within themselves. I'm uh, just a bit concerned that the only thing is they, they might be a wee bit predictable. Um, mm. And the Rams may be able to defensively take care of things uh, and and sort of shut down Joe Burrow, but they, as you say, they were down. What was it? Around eighteen points mm. or uh, fourteen yeah. points against the uh, Chiefs and came back. Um, so they can they can do it against the Rams certainly. Uh, and we have had money yeah. on the Bengals head to head at two dollars and fifty cents. So yeah, there's money there for them. Also, happy birthday to Louis. So it's it's great that he can yeah. finally legally have a beer now. Louis, that's a shot across the bow from our NFL correspondent, Paul. Yeah, oh, can stop using Bears' old hand me down ID. (laughs) (laughs) Brothers! Oh, Hey, hey, Paulie, before we let you go, did you you cop our uh, Bobby Lashley interview, our WWE champion, earlier on? I just got the end of it. How good is he? Yeah, not bad, eh? Not bad. You're a big WWE fan, weren't you? Who was your Who was yeah. your go-to who back you in got? the day? Oh, probably the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. We're going way back. I like the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah, no, he was good. Ultimate Warrior yeah. with all that zinc over his face. Yeah, that fella. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> he, all right, mate. Well, he could have played cricket. <laughs> what is that? We had all that zinc over his face. Zinc over the face. Yeah. Oh, of course. Sorry, sorry. My bad. You thought you having a stab again there, Paulie? Just <laughs> <laughs> folks. Yeah. Sorry, I clocked off like I did yesterday for the day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, Paulie Moati. Pleasure catching up with you as always. Look forward to our NFL correspondent joining us again tomorrow from the TAB. Of course, promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18, Paul Mwati, absolute legend. 8.30 here in the morning. It is time for us to go to Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, 26 minutes away from 9am this morning. Thanks for your time and your company throughout the morning. And we're not done yet. Actually, we're just heating up because in about 10 minutes or even less, we're going to do it. Into your corners, please, fighters. Baz and Izzy's Fight Club quiz. UFC this weekend, Adesanya, Whitaker, uh, Carlos Olberg. Just some great Kiwis in action. And we have a $50 Musashi prize pack to give away. We need you 
to give us a call on 0800 811. If you know your USC, in about five minutes' time, we're going to need you to call us and play. You're teaming up with one of Baz and Izzy. Yes, Baz? How how's this happen? I know nothing about UFC. How does this manage to sneak its way into the run sheet? Dead set, stitch up. Absolute stitch up, Louis. Well, uh, 0800 you better be good if you want to be on Baz's team. He's filling you... Mate, people are probably thinking, who would I want to go with? Do I want to go with Izzy or do I want to go with the guy that cheats on every quiz and gives away clues? So they're probably going to want to be on your team. Assist. I assist. I don't cheat. I despise that word. I, I assist, Louis. Sorry. And that's because I'm a man of the people. And I, I like to ensure that everyone rather. goes home a winner. Okay, well... Can if you, you rhyme that one again? <laughs> Ryrum, Ryrum. How'd you do giant slalom? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be assisted, shimisted by Baz in a second... Um, Okay, all right. Before I get there, uh, I do have one thing I did want to play you guys. Um, a little bit of news headlines. Oh, there's some there's some crazy stories going on around the world. Peng Shui is now saying, still denying that she ever accused the Chinese government official of sexual abuse, and that's a, quite a disturbing story. So I was going to get into that, but I thought this was a bit more lighthearted and more our style. After Zoe Sadowski's Senate wins the... Gold medal at the Winter Olympics. What about the old boy? Absolutely off it down there in Wanaka or wherever he was. Your daughter is the first winter gold medalist. Well, the only thing I looked for was uh, Alume's reaction. My, uh, her, younger, her younger sister. <laughs> she was f***ing crazy. She just went off the roof. How proud are you right now? <laughs> y- your daughter's just become the first Kiwi to win a winter gold, ever. I'm pretty excited to be honest live tv 6 p.m news on news hub he is fully on it oh man like one he's course he's gonna be on it he's gonna be lit she won that at about three o'clock so news is three hours later he was telling everyone he was gonna rip in and i've still got the interview three and a half hours later good on him (laughs) be proud as punch yeah, good on him. Fair play. If I mean, if you're going to go to someone who's been sitting there on the raz the entire day while his daughter's won a gold medal, what do you expect? It's what right. do you expect? Joe was asleep. What do you the want? You want him to say, "Oh, you know, I was game of two halves, and you know, you know, the first half of the run was great, the second was good. Uh, full credit to all the, the other participants. You want to hear that or what? Uh, yeah. Send nah. It. You want to hear someone tee off? Send it. <laughs> Oi. Yeah. Oh, that word, that word, that that bad word that he said must be part of the vocab because that was Zoe Sadowski Sinnott's first uh, Instagram story was have what the, you know? So it's just part of their vocab and that fam. Oh, well done. Great people. Mate, I use that word a lot. It's very difficult every morning to not get that mm. word on air as well, to resist the temptation. But he can say it because his daughter just won a, an Olympic gold medal. How good, Louis. Hey, just quickly, I know we've got to get off to a break, but we, it'd be remiss of us, wouldn't it, is to just ask you, Louis, mm. what you actually got up to on your birthday yesterday. Big happy birthday for yesterday, too. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Bez. Thanks, Izzy. Um, yeah, no, good day. Pretty Well, so, Bez, you, I was actually in the Bay, um, and I there's the, the RSA pub there by the, by the Bay Oval, and I was planning on yep. probably going to go to good see pub. if I could. Yeah, real good pub. So I've just parked up with one of my good mates, Luke, and his partner, and Shannon, and Shannon doesn't necessarily mm. love getting on the punt, but she um, she got on she got on the punt. We found a found a horse 
that was quite apt for her personality. She's a big deal, so had a little bit on that at one. Um, and yeah, it was fun. And then and then we lost and lost and lost, and then had some beers, <laughs> and then yeah, went to Rice Rice Baby, good Vietnamese spot in the bay there, and um, yep. yeah, no, it was good. I had, good fun. I had that on Sunday night too. Oh, there you go. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And why you came back last night? Yeah, so came back. Came back via back. the pub, Hallatau Brewery, and yeah, lots of pub time. I'd like to drink my carbs yeah. after some good advice you from had to a fight wise. The, fight the traffic. We actually came back through the back roads, so just happened to pit stop at Hallatau. It was such a shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good wow. on you. Well done, and good effort to front this morning as well. I tell you, who a man who fronted yesterday too. He did a four-hour shift in Smith. He'll be careful at his age that he does those sorts of long shifts. But we'll look forward to catching up with him a little bit later on. Our temper, sleep on it with Ian Smith. That'll be great. But first, we've got an absolute stitch up. Stitch up coming yeah. up. We appreciate Masashi and their energy drinks fueling Carlos Alberg at the UFC 271. But it's a stitch up. If you can get a market on this, get on Izzy. We'll be back very soon. Listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Baz and Izzy's UFC Fight Club quiz. Thanks to Musashi Energy Drinks, Energy Amplified, fueling Carlos Olberg at UFC 271. Yes, Musashi Energy Drinks, fueling Carlos Olberg at UFC 271. What are we doing, Louis? We are firing ourselves up for UFC. 271 and uh, with Masashi, yeah. we're doing a UFC Fight Club quiz. Baz and Izzy's Fight Club quiz. How it works, we've got two callers on the line. They are in Baz's corner and Izzy's corner. I'm going to introduce you, Baz, to your fighter, and his name is Ben. G'day, Benny. Yeah, mate, how you going? Yeah, good. You know your UFC, Ben? Oh, uh, yeah, watch a little bit, mate. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to underplay yeah, his He's going to need to watch a lot because i got nothing for you. <laughs> All right, and then Izzy's corner, we got Chris. G'day, Chris. What's up, mate? All right, how about you, Chris? You watch your Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've got nothing to watch a bit. All here we go. Nice, Bears, brother. you're the skip. You get the call. I've got a coin here. It's first to three, so the coin flip Ooh. is vital. Um, Bears, your call here, mate. Heads. Heads. Oh. <laughs> Don't rig it, Louis. Tails. Sorry. Um. <laughs> I lost another one. <laughs> All righty. Must be a green top. Izzy and Chris, <laughs> you guys are underway first. Chris, I'll ask you first. If you don't know, you can throw it to the big man. Is Let's start here. Which country does Robert Whittaker represent when he fights? Australia. Oh, oh. Just hands and heels and to start us off, 1-0 oh, to Team Chris. All right, Ben, <laughs> here we go. Let's get one back. Who is the current heavyweight champion of the UFC? Uh, Francis Ngannou. Oh, too easy. Yes, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just so you know, if one of you gets it wrong, it goes to the other team to steal it. So, that you know, there could be a little bit of passing here, a little I bit of it. jockeying for... Uh, I hope my internet's good. I really hope my internet's good. <laughs> <laughs> See, these guys, they, they've watched people cheat in Quizzy Dag for eight months now, so they're, they're pros. Uh, who, sorry, not cheat. Uh, it's not cheat. Assist. Uh, who holds the record, Ben? I uh, know, Chris. Chris, it's Chris, isn't it? Who holds the record for the fastest knockout in the UFC? Uh, 
George Marsden. Oh, he's sharp. Wow. Well done, brother. Five, Come on, I had nothing. <laughs> he's sharp. All right, to stay in it. To stay, to stay in it, Benny. <laughs> no, 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 you got it. Who is the head coach of City Kickboxing, Ben? Eugene Behrman. Oh. Benny, Benny. I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think we need to. And this is only day two. We're doing this all week. We're 100% making this quiz hard tomorrow because I reckon Chris is going to canter in here. Chris, to take it, you won the coin flip. So, or Baz lost oh, it. Hang on, then we must get a right or reply, surely. I told you the coin flip was vital. Tiebreaker. I told you the coin flip was vital. Who is the president? rules are you running here, Chris? Who is the president of the UFC? <laughs> Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Give it to fans! Give it to fans! <laughs> Mate, it's like a Zimbabwean oh, election. What is going on here? <laughs> uh, boys, we're doing it all week. The questions will get harder. You'll have another crack at it. Ben, give us a callback tomorrow. Same time. Baz and Izzy's Fight Club Shop, Benny. quiz. Thanks, Thanks for calling, Benny. Ben. Chris, well done, mate. Musashi, well done, $50 Chris. voucher coming to you, Bears. I yeah, told Chrissy. you the coin flip was vital, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, filthy. Rigged. <laughs> Rigged. <laughs> eh? Now He's I feel like rigged. Justin Langer. Rigged. You would have got that student question, <laughs> eh? President of the UFC. Yeah, I had that one under control. Yeah. 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 I had that one. No problems, mate. Tucked away. Just I was going through my Google real fast. Anyway, I like the concept though. It's good, mm. but you just you might want to just check your rules because I think we're a bit we're a bit uh, well, hard done by there. Well, Did you I, have any of those? Is I had both. I had one and three. Two was stumped. I was stumped on two. I uh, I knew there was a real quick. I didn't know it was George Mustaval. So. Mm. What we'll do? That's a good one, man. That would have stumped me. We'll we'll tighten it up and we'll make it a bit harder tomorrow because ideally. Someone could be put in a submission and then they can steal it, you know? You can get, you know, if we can flip yeah. it over, it's the other question. But those guys were just, people know their UFC, man. People love their UFC mm. in New Zealand. Yeah. Yep. No, they That's do. Good very good. Good quiz. Thank you very much. Well done, Iz. Congrats to you. Steal the lollies. <laughs> Masashi Energy Drinks. Energy Amplified Fueling Carlos Alberg at UFC 271. Nice little prize taken there. We're going to be back very soon as 10 to 8 here in the morning. On the other side, we've got Sleep On It with Smitty for Temper.